Welcome to this week's Henchman of Comics. I'm Alex Ashback. I'm Matt Golden. And this week's episode, we're going to be doing a one-shot, which is going to be a shorter, smaller episode talking about the first issue of Doomsday Clock. Yes, I got to surprise my best friend in the whole wide world, myself, by getting a couple of variant issues of Doomsday Clock. And I just, uh, I happened to bring him over to Alex's house right before we recorded. And we said, well, fuck it. Let's talk about this shit. Let's read it. So that's what we did. We read the first issue of Doomsday Clock, which is the sequel, the follow-up to Watchmen. You probably haven't heard of it. It's a pretty underground comic book by Alan Moore and Dave Gibbons. Absolutely excellent. Absolutely fucking phenomenal. And as always, spoilers for Doomsday Clock. Oh, yeah. We're going to talk all about it. This first issue and the entire run uh, is going to be by written by Jeff Johns and art by Gary Frank. There's some stuff leading up to it with the button storyline, which features the Batman and Flash mostly. Have you read that yet? No, I have not, sadly. Ah, I have read it and I should spoil it for Alex. Just kidding. You should not. I will, I will not do that. But let me just say that if you haven't checked out the button series, absolutely go check that out. And this kind of, it's bridging the gap. Watchmen was on Vertigo for a while, which is owned by DC. And this is bridging the gap, bringing some of the Watchmen characters in the DC universe and having them interact with each other, which is really cool. I really enjoyed what I saw. Yeah, I did too. So like I said, we're going to talk about some spoilers here. And this first issue, you're not going to get a whole lot of, don't get overexcited because you're not getting a bunch of the, uh, the DC superheroes in it yet. It pretty much is bridging the gap between the end of the Watchmen book and where they're picking up now. Essentially it's Ozymandias has been found guilty Basically, the the plan that he had, the plot for throughout the Watchmen, and basically everybody knows that he killed three million people, or three hundred million. I don't know. It's just a number. Yeah, it's millions of people. Yeah, absolutely yeah. millions of people. But yeah, that's kind of he has fallen from grace a yeah, little bit. I would. We've say. seen Osmanius Adrian Vate went into hiding. Night Owl's missing. Silk Spectre is missing. Rorschach is presumed dead and missing. Dr. Manhattan has not reappeared. Yes. And the only characters that you're going to get to see throughout this first episode are... First issue. Yeah, first issue, sorry, are the new Rorschach, because again, spoilers alert, spoiler alerts, Rorschach is dead, and this is definitely not Rorschach, but this person is wearing the costume and is talking just like Rorschach. Yeah, which you don't realize at first. because No, you definitely don't. You, you don't. It's it's the classic Rorschach outfit. The It's the narration he talks like or thinks just like Warshak does has the same planning even the dialogue bubbles when he speaks are written in the same manner in the original Watchmen series it's not later until it's revealed that basically someone forces to prove that he's Rorschach and he says he's not the same Rorschach and someone and the character asks him what happened to Rorschach and he says I am Rorschach so it's yeah. it's an interesting mystery I have a feeling and this is just speculation but I think it's Night Owl that's a really good theory. That that would be really cool. But that, especially at one point in the comic, they do show up at Night Owl's cave, and Night Owl's not there. So that, that's a real possibility. Yeah, that's where Ozymandias is is hiding out. So I think it's a it's a pretty normal jump to to say that Night Owl could be posing as Rorschach. One thing I like too is even though this is a DC book and it's bringing the Watchmen characters in it, 
you still see the violence uh, that you get from the Watchmen comics and Vertigo books. There's Rorschach when he breaks fingers, bones breaks bones, or other characters. The when Rorschach goes to prison to get the marionette, and she forces him to get her husband. The mime. You see this violence. You see panels of broken fingers and blood. So it was nice to make it seem that spirit of the original book remain true. Yeah, I'm assuming that the mime is a former costumed villain who is a fucking psycho badass. I love the mime. I want a mime story right now. That guy is cool as shit. Yeah, the mime is really cool and frightening me with probably my favorite moment in the book. Oh, yeah, me too. But, I already know what you're talking about. Yeah, the marionette gets to the mime. Mime doesn't speak, but she understands what he's saying. And she's saying that he refuses to leave without his weapons. Rorschach says, we'll get him new weapons. And she says, no, these weapons are very special to him. They go to this locker where his weapons are contained. They open it, and it's completely empty. And Rorschach says, well, they're probably stolen. And then we see the mime reach into the locker and act like he's attaching weapons to, to his holster. There's nothing there. It's all just an act because the mime's a lunatic. Yeah, and this is, again, before it is revealed that Rorschach isn't Rorschach. And Rorschach's like, you've got some serious problems, yeah. which I thought was the biggest comedic relief of the whole the whole first issue. I'm sure people will take issue. Like, there's, I'm sure there's purists out there that are like the Watchmen. It's only Alan Moore and Dave Gibbons and no one else. But I enjoyed Snyder's Watchmen movie. There's also the before Watchmen comics, which are good, too. So I, I just enjoy getting another journey with these characters. I think if you're a comic book reader... You just kind of have to accept that characters you love are going to be written by different people. And I think Jeff Johns really stayed true to the Watchmen itself. Yeah, I think this has been in the in the works. Well, I, I don't think I know this has been in the works for DC for a long time. So I know that they're not planning on, on fucking up their Watchmen franchise. They want to do more with it. I'm sure down the line they would love another Watchmen movie. And I think this could be a, a good canon to get that really going. And they picked one hell of a good writer to do it, too. Well, they're actually going to be making a Watchmen television series, or it's being pitched to HBO. Damian Lindelof, who did The Leftovers, is working on it for HBO. No shit. Yeah. So That's we've got amazing. that in the future, hopefully, if HBO picks it up. And, I mean, if it even gets to pilot. So, Well, that would be amazing. I really hope that this goes twice monthly, and I'm sure I can look up and find out if this, this book's going to be published twice monthly or once a month. Yeah, it's 12 issues. Yes, 12-issue so. limited run, so yeah. it'll be over before we know it but I really hope it's just a six month, two issues a month run. Any, I could not get enough of this. Was there anything you didn't like about the book? For the single no, issue? there wasn't a single damn thing that I didn't like about it. I think for me, and it's just someone that I have yet to read any rebirth of the Superman issues. So there's a moment where we see Clark and he had a nightmare, his first nightmare, which is a really nice little touch to truly show how terrifying it was. But he shows, it shows his parents getting into a car wreck and dying. And maybe in rebirth, his parents died that way. But as far as I know, that's not how Martha or Jonathan Kent died. Yeah. I obviously noticed that that was a big difference. It didn't bother me. I just assumed that it was the, the rebirth run. And even if it wasn't, maybe it's just an alternate dimension. Maybe they're not really running this through the rebirth canon. Maybe they just got a, their whole own thing, which is totally fine with me. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see, I think, when the run is complete, if someone who doesn't read DC books or hasn't dug into the rebirth run at all, be able to pick it up and read it and enjoy it. Cause watching, obviously anybody can pick that up no matter where you are in comic, whether it's your first comic you read or even reading comics for 20 years, it doesn't matter. So I'm curious to see how that's going to be for this one. Yeah. The Watchmen is on time magazine's hundred greatest books. So again, I, I know I've said this before, but if you haven't read this, go fucking pick it up and read it. You can get it for, $8 at half price books or some shit. Like go read this shit. It's 
it's fucking fantastic. But to get back to the the Watchmen here first, or Doomsday Clock for a second, I picked up the two variant issues because they were way cooler than the normal one. The first one is a lenticular of Rorschach, and of course his face changes, and his face changes from the normal Rorschach to an image of the Wonder Woman, Superman, and Batman logos, which is awesome. And then the second one is an all-white cover uh, with just the lines drawn on it. And it's just a giant Dr. Manhattan face and Superman imposed on top of it. And Superman is being clearly dismantled by Dr. Manhattan like it's absolutely nothing. So it it's kind of really bringing the gravity of Dr. Manhattan is more powerful than these heroes are. It's kind of the what I was gathering from it. Is that is that what you kind of felt as well? Yeah, it, we didn't really talk about it, but Rorschach is working with Ozymandias because basically the world's going to end and they believe dark Manhattan is the only person that can fix things and set things right. Yep. So I think that that is definitely going to be the case, but who knows? Maybe Ozymandias has some extra stuff up his sleeve. And he also states again for the millionth time, fucking spoiler alert that he has cancer and he is going quickly. And he realizes that he is no longer the man to save the world. So here we go. Buckle in your seatbelts because this book was really good. Well, that about wraps it up for this week's episode of Henchmen of Comics. As always, you can email us at henchmenofcomics at gmail.com. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, blah, blah, blah. You can leave us a review at iTunes where you subscribe to your podcast. You can also subscribe to us too, which we'd appreciate. Yeah, go ahead and give us a, a like, a comment, a review, a download, whatever you want. But for this week's Henchmen of Comics, I'm Alex Eschbeck. I'm Dr. Manhattan. Henchin' ain't easy. Bye.